0: Welcome to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not
0: fair. <laughs> <laughs> now look, Jim. We
2: might just have to start it this way. <laughs> well, no, I mean, this is how it starts.
0: Coming to you from the Recycle Garage in oh so sunny Santa Cruz, California, USA. We're I've got a fantastic show for you this week. It's great. Um, we're pretty much going to do a standalone show Based on our German, Austrian, and French adventure with um, Cat and Mouse. But first, let's get to who is in the room, sitting very handsomely in the corner. It is exotic number two. It'd be, oi. What's
3: up? Forgotten but not gone. Yeah, yeah.
0: Never forgotten, Henry. Never forgotten. It's lovely to see you back. It's good to be back. Um, Working the board as always. MC Stumpy, baby. Yes, it is MC Stumpy. <laughs> in, <laughs> in the Rick. <heist. laughs> in the house. Um, sitting on the classy girl couch. Yes, it's me, Miss Emma. Hello. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I want a. A wanna. A wanna. A wanna, wanna. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> and sitting next to me,
2: it's. Corey.
0: Hello, Corey. Hello. Um, Corey was um, one of our lovely guests on the Castles and Curves tour. Moving around the room and sitting to Corey's left, it would be. Uh, Brian Honeycutt. Hello, Brian. How are you guys? Once more, one of the riders on the Castles and Curves. Sitting next to Brian. Hello.
4: It's Mouse.
0: Hello, Mouse. (laughs) So Mouse is um, the driving force behind Liod Escapes. And I'm not saying that lightly, Mouse, because, I mean, you're really the administrator. You make everything happen, don't you?
4: Yes. I'm pleading the fifth on that because other parties are listening in. (laughs) The magic behind the curtain. The magic behind the curtain. Sitting next
0: to Mouse... Everyone's favorite gym. It's. Hey, what's happening? Everybody's
5: yeah. favorite gym. Yeah, I'm like
0: it is
6: everybody's I feel favorite like I'm, gym. Like I'm, a, I'm a nachos. <laughs> Happy to be here,
3: Emma. Oh, You're it's with, a, with tonight, his uh, the gamer um, cooler. Dude, right you here. like that? It's my tongue no, with a built in speaker. Now,
0: um, and we are hoping to get a couple of guests come in. Ba- <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is a.
0: Yeah, that, wow. that would be the Sex Pistols. Liza's
6: so glad she's not here right now.
0: No, Liza's absolutely thrilled. Who, she's who, not here. who is this Liza person? Yeah,
6: Liza who? <laughs> no. Nah.
0: Where is Liza right now? I can tell you she's in England. Hmm. And I believe she spent the day at, I, th- I want to say, she was at Silverstone earlier this week. Yeah. I think she's at the Motorcycle Museum. Or was today. I've seen some snippets. It looks yes, like, a, like yeah, a, sure. a, wonderful, a wonderful little wonderful going on. But, of course, here in California land, it is ten after five. But in England, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Greenwich Mean Time. G- GMT, GMT, as we say in the trade. Darling. It's so, anyway, um, Bagel will be joining us, hopefully, very, very soon via Zoom. As will Jeremy, who, again, was one of the guests on the Castles and Curves Tour. So, look... um. I've been looking forward to doing this show. As you know, we did two European adventures this year, and I really feel that moving forward, this is going to be a really, really big part of what the Misfits do, are these adventures. And you can come on an adventure with the Misfits. You can hang out with us. They always give great value for money, and I, I want to make sure that they give good value for money. They're always affordable. They're always fun. But they're just great holidays. So number one, of course, and we talked about it, was um, the Dolomites training tour. But this was something quite different. And I'm going to start with you, Mouse, because I. But this was really your idea, wasn't it?
4: It was Kat's idea married with my love of castles. So, the tour, and we're doing this again for
0: 2024, um, and we're going to, if you're interested, by the time we're done assaulting your senses tonight, if you're interested, please sign up for the 2024 tour. It's going to be a wonderful time. But, um, Castles and Curves is the name of the tour. What was the concept behind it? I mean, you you obviously you start off with just this very, very vague idea.
4: It's actually not so vague an idea. There's a ton of great writing in Germany, as you know. Um, it's the country is punctuated by the Rhine and the Mosul rivers, which travel most of the way through Europe. Uh, places that people do cruise, they come in, they get dropped off for a day at a tourist town, they load back up, they don't see the rest of the country. This country has a lot to offer. And it has a very interesting history besides just World War II, which is pretty much what anyone ever focuses on. So having a country that has a plethora of castles, really great castles, and unlike a lot of countries that have just let them fall into ruin – Germany's worked really hard to bring them back, um, to rebuild them. Cities have bought them and restored them. Um, It's just a a really magical place to really delve into and learn so much more about history. Right. So it, it, it
0: combines, first and foremost, it's a motorcycling tour, of course. And we're riding bikes and we're riding between towns. But we get to visit these amazing castles, and the thing that struck me throughout the tour was just how beautiful these things were. I thought we were going to be visiting ruins, but as you point out, I mean, Germany and Austria and, to a certain extent, France. And, I mean, France have got whole towns like this. They've really embraced these things, and they're either original or completely restored. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't remember, did you go to, into
6: Italy on this trip, or was it all Germany?
0: It
4: was Germany, it Austria, all Germany. and France. And,
6: oh, okay, beautiful. We
4: I'm just looking on the toe. Google Maps. We yeah, yeah. dipped our toe. Yeah. We stayed a night in France. <laughs>
0: yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Yes.
4: Okay. Um fantastic. So,
0: uh, I don't really don't know where to begin with it. So, we, we've gone over the, the, the concept of the trip. I mean, it's it's a week-long vacation. Once again, we fly into Munich and collect our bikes. And then we ride to various
4: castles along the way pretty much yeah uh, the the reason this is tour is so much different from the dolomites training tour is that this is a training tour a step beyond um, this is for people who want to see the most out of a place which means you need to move right you can't stay in the same hotel every day
0: and it, it was a very different vibe. Now, I'm going to go straight to Brian and Corey. So, Brian and Corey, you were both on one bike. That's going to change for 2024, I know. Because, Corey, <laughs> you're going to be riding your own bike. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, but every destination, you have to unload the clothes you need for the next day you have to get showered you have to get yourself prepared for the next day before you even really settle in for the night yeah which is different to for the dolomites so i would like to talk about both of your experiences of the trip um and i'll start with you Corey, as the non-rider and i don't know that's going to change next yes, year yes but let's let's talk <laughs> about how it was for you as the non-rider um
2: Yeah. So being the pillion, right, being the backpack, um, it it allowed me to see so many things and details about this amazing country that most of you guys that were riding your bikes were so focused on the riding um, that I think there's things that you missed. So, um, you know, I'd like to encourage if you're not a rider, but you want to go up with your partner, um, by all means, embrace the journey, because to be able to just sit on the back of the bike And see the details and take in the scenery. I mean, we went through an incredible canyon, um, and at the at the top of this canyon was a was a shelf, and on the shelf was this amazing stag statue, and no one saw it. And here I'm, you know, we have comms, and I'm like, look at that! And I was like, oh, I'm gonna make people crash! crash. (laughs) Don't crash! Don't look! (laughs) Keep your eyes on the road. So um, there was a lot of that, you know. So I had to be careful what I gasped and was excited about. But um, yeah, so riding two up. Um, And then packing. There's a lot to consider when you pack. So, you know, probably a month before um, putting your your days worth of clothing in Ziploc bags and compressing that and it's three days worth of clothes, but you're gone for seven, eight, nine days and to pack two people's gear on one bike. Um, you know, after doing life that way for a week, I think I could do life like that going on forward. Yeah, what, <laughs> right. what bike? You guys
6: wanted like a uh, big one, at
2: twelve? We're oh, on the GS. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we ride that anyways. We have one yeah. of those, so it was pretty pretty familiar. But um, yeah. Oh, bagels here.
0: Oh, hello, bagel. Thank you for joining <laughs> us, darling. I am sorry I sprung the early. Hello.
7: Hello. Bagel. Hello. hello.
0: Hello, hello, hello. We, we sprang an early start on Bagel, so hopefully he's not too angry about us. So, Bagel, just to bring you up to speed, we are doing a pretty much standalone show this week about Already? the castles and curves. However, um, it's of great interest to you because... Oh, yes. Um, you know, Cat and Mouse are going to be working on doing some scooter variants, hopefully. Oh, sweet. sweet. So,
7: yeah. That, that would be very interesting. So, Did you go through Liechtenstein?
6: Lichtenstein? No,
2: no, Lichtenstein. <laughs> no,
6: no. It yeah. sounds like something out of Young yeah. Frankenstein.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and the castle sort of looks that way too. Does it? <laughs> yes. So- <laughs> well, it's a
6: fascinating bit of geography you you all oh went my through. Gosh,
4: yeah. I would say the best thing about Lichtenstein, and you're going to laugh about this, were the snails. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, tell more. Now we're curious. <laughs> no, I think I think that tells you all you need to know about Liechtenstein. Yeah, that's it. And I'll probably get a very very angry <laughs> angry email from two or three <laughs> listeners who actually join us from Liechtenstein. As is a beautiful country. Und we have very beautiful snares. Hopefully they taste good. Hopefully they taste good. But, it's taste go. good. <laughs> um, but it is a, be- it's, it's a very beautiful small country. Yeah. Okay, but there is um, there is a great deal of traveling, and you know, it's it's packing is always. Um, always problematic because you're wearing motorbike gear and it's kind of clunky, and you always want to make sure you got clean knickers. You always <laughs> want to make sure you got clean socks. And if they're
2: not clean, you can wash them and hang them on your handlebars and, and go see it like,
0: again. <laughs> a sure couple of times, skin. I think actually at the f- <laughs> the first hotel, I had a room overlooking the road. And I washed all my knickers I have a and picture. I hung them.
2: I have a picture. <laughs> them out on a the a roof over Emma's the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you, be, you, know, you become.
4: But remember,
0: that was week two for me. That's because right. I'd already oh. done the Dolomites tour.
4: Um, it's not unusual to have some underwear sticking out of the top case to air dry while we're riding. Yes, right.
0: that's it mm-hmm. Well, on. I think what was that castle <laughs> mouse that we went to? That was that crazy incline through town oh. to get up.
4: Oh, uh, that was Kokum. Yes, Kokum. Wow. And if you With re- the cobblestones and the very very, how do you, how do you spell it?
2: C o c h e m. But also the the um, the, the one that became a school one. was the same. That one was pretty right. Amazing. Yeah, but it's okay.
0: hoping to begin. Yes. yes, if you remember rightly, my bike was covered in my underwear yes, because it was. it was a sunny day, and I <laughs> draped all my underwear and socks all over
4: the yes. mirrors and the handlebars. And I had to specific
2: instructions to not take pictures too close. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> And we got out before the rain Hit the cobbles down the hill Yeah so Exactly was Oh, like oh this
6: girl. looks like something out of a Like a postcard it's, It is It looks is. magical It I'm, is yeah th- And totally. we actually
4: stayed across the river So that was the view we had oh, It was my just goodness. stunning it, it's Magical Absolutely
0: wild So from a passenger point of view You get to see all this fantastic scenery mm-hmm. Yeah and to a certain extent, there were times when we had to jump on the autobahn on the freeway, mm-hmm. but it was few and far between. Um, we really had to gun it when we were on the autobahn. I felt, you know, a couple of times we were playing catch up, um, and we really had to move on the autobahn. But it wasn't a only problem.
2: One, yeah, only one hundred and twenty.
0: Yeah, but yeah. The, what were the What were the top <laughs> really? speeds? I want to hear. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have a
2: report. What were the top? Yeah, autobahn I don't, I don't speeds? recall going that slow. <laughs> All right, 147, I think was. So, the oh my goodness, so
8: <laughs> that was 220 kilometers. is yeah. 130 something.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, that's yeah. pretty quick. So yeah, I think you got uh, 230 out of the GS. I got about 225 out of the F9. Nice. Out of the F900, I was on the XR, which is the one you were on last year, the slightly yeah, up the one. upright with the with the fairing. But I mean, you're talking 125 plus. But of course, <laughs> you you're on the autobahn. Um, the only thing that was a little unfortunate, the week we were there, I think every single person in Holland has a car with a with a trailer. Every single one. And they were all in Germany, oh Germany on that weekend. I have never Oh my goodness.
6: So Ever. <laughs> You're in your knickers. Is this on the side of the Audubon? What were you
2: doing? I was had to changing. change. had to change your clothes right there at a castle. Oh and so I was changing
0: into my trousers. You should start an OnlyFans. <laughs>
2: I didn't want to miss a <laughs> moment.
0: You could
4: retire tomorrow.
0: No. Um,
4: <laughs> get a foot up there?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was like covering my modesty, darling.
4: <laughs> but this comes along with the very creative packing so that you can change on the side of the road. Right, okay. <laughs> How many...
0: I kind of lost count, and you can include the castles that we stay in. How many castles do we visit in the space of five days? So
4: Mouse. I, there was a few we couldn't even get into, but I'm going to say, well, the ones that we got into and the ones we stayed at seven.
2: Yeah, I want to say seven.
4: We yeah. did look at Hohenzollern, but we didn't go in.
2: The vertical hike yeah. that we did, the never-ending... Yes, the stairs, the ascended. lots of stairs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did
6: you see castles in all those countries, or with all the castles in Germany?
2: All the castles Germany. were in
4: Germany. Okay. We did see um, Hot Konigsberg, which is in France. Oh, okay,
6: cool. Yeah, just curious. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, amazing. I just, you know, something that's really amazing about Germany is... Um, and I spoke to Cat and, and Mouse a little bit about this But I had no idea Everything is very um, monochromatic And extremely organized yes. And their use of space This country The use of space um, Open space um, Their housing I mean their wood stacks Like you know when we stack wood Or we do a We clear a field It's just a mess Perfectly stacked Symmetrical wood this I mean is, it was like It was amazing It's German efficiency Very efficient How's the,
4: how's the pavement in
6: general? Perfect. Oh it's fantastic Perfect Yeah Perfect. Awesome. That's so cool. I think
2: we have one little sandy spot, in I don't know, a thousand miles, ten hours a day of riding. That someone stuck their foot out and said, "Look out for that." That was it.
0: Yeah, like, it was the perfect. roads are generally very maintained. Mm. We we visit some absolutely gorgeous cities, and in its own way, Munich is just a beautiful, beautiful yeah. city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it is. But the the little towns we go through, the little rural towns, that that's what. Absolutely made it for me. So how are German people
6: say I mean that like kind of a serious question compared to say people in Scotland or France or somewhere? What's it like when you're in the German countryside? Oh they're so welcoming. Are they
0: Oh yeah. absolutely? Yeah. They are the most welcoming people. They're kind, they're accommodating. They want you to have the best time in their country because they get the notion that they're ambassadors for their country. The very, very first night we stayed in this darling pub, Mm. it was absolutely lovely. And it was, it was just a little, how would you describe that mouse? I mean, you booked it.
4: It's a, it's actually a brewery. And this is something that's very unique to Germany is that Germany has a ton of what you'd consider a bed and breakfast, but it's not, it's actually a brewery and breakfast. So they have usually anywhere from about five to 12 rooms.
6: Right. They have
2: breakfast beer. That's how it's the breakfast yeah. and beer. I mean, that's yeah. what well, way can. to start your, beer. Yeah. But
0: to give you an idea, they were very, very concerned about these bikes because, of course, we, we all turn <coughs> up on spanking new BMWs, even though they're rentals. So the owner of the brewery walked across to see his friend who had the farmhouse across the way. And yes, of course, you can put all your bikes in my barn.
1: And so all the bikes got swallowed in the
0: barn, and it was secured, and they were safe and dry and ready for us, you know? Fantastic. This
4: is is not uncommon. This has to do also with the friendliness of the country. People think Germans are a little bit stiff, but once you actually spend two minutes talking to them— the next thing you know, you, they're taking you on tour of their homemade brewery and they're still. They're you're parking the bikes
2: inside. <laughs> yeah, um, they're walking you around town. <laughs> it's it's magical and so generous. I think um, one of our one of the guests um, on the tour collects license plates, and um, and he wanted a a license plate from Germany. And actually, I don't know if it was the owner of the brew house that we say that she just said here i have one take this license plate and so he actually got to go home with this authentic license plate from germany yeah. very hospitable, oh, that's very great. generous people which oh, yeah. is cool. Yeah. really cool because right. those license plates right. they're they're yeah.
4: not only very specific to country but they're very specific to the region and they have the coat of arms of the region yes. which is what? really cool yes.
7: bagel do you have any coat of arms on some license plates oh yeah i've got some german license plates yeah yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> so and remember all roads lead to stuttgart yeah right? So (laughs) that's
6: fast. So these mostly like two lane
0: country kind of roads a lot of times. Oh, once you get out of the sticks. Oh, it must be beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. But Corey, I want to give Brian a crack at the whip as well. Because so you got the same experience, Brian, but as the rider. Right. Tell me about the riding. Yeah, so something
8: interesting. You know, this country was developed before there was transportation, right? Right. So every town, it's funny, every town's almost exactly (gasps) the same out in the countryside. You know, you got a roundabout before the city, then you go into the city, then there's another roundabout, and then it's about 10 miles to the next city, and it's about the same. And all these (coughs) cities are, I don't know, 1,500 people or so. Yep. So they're all very similar, equally spaced, you know apart from each other. So it's pretty interesting the way... And they're
0: all quite charming, though, aren't they? In yeah, their they, own they've, way. Got,
8: they've got the little, you know, watch your speed in town with the, the
0: frowny face and yeah. the happy <laughs> face. Right? So you try to get that the green face before sign. you come in there. <laughs> but, you know, every time I end up in southern Germany, I'm always struck by just how pretty it is. It is just an enormously pretty country. It really is. Um, and... To be able to experience it on a motorcycle, it's absolutely magical. It really what is. What
6: the what's magic? Like what compared to other places? Like like what are the things that really stand out to you about the riding? Well, I, or, is it mountainy? Is it like countryside? It's everything. Is it all the things? No, it's all, it's the, all things. the things. Yeah, because you, you dip your toes into the. Do you dip into the Dolomites, or do you typically you stay a little north of that? So from Munich, where do you go
0: east? Well, the cat up. Uh, Cat and Mouse, <laughs> mouse. <Yes. laughs> really came up with a plan for this. You're mostly in southern Germany, um, and you, you kind of just dip into Austria, and you just dip into France, but you're mostly in the south of the country. How did you come up with the, with the actual the routes that we take, Mouse, and the castles you want to visit? Because as you point out, Germany is not
4: short of castles. No, Germany is not short of castles. I think um, I did not do the routing. Cat does all the routing. Um, I know he wanted to get me to my favorite castle, which is in France. Yes. What's, so, your, what's this one? I've got to Google that's, it. That's a hot Konigsberg. Yes. How, how do you spell it? <laughs> I'll take it aside and type it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, better me, better, better yet, I'll actually show here. There I'll, we go. That's it.
0: Oh, there's a book. There's a, there's book. a book. So when Yes, you, we
4: make the book. When you go
0: on a... Leo Escape's slash Misfits Tour, you get your very own booklet, which contains instructions on
2: your what routes. we expect
0: from you, um, how you're going to find the riding, how you're going to find the locals, how you're going to find the destinations,
4: and it is very, very complete. How to work your chatterbox, how to use your GPS, hmm. how to skip waypoints, and every day has a list of all your waypoints that you're going to use for that day with the route. It also has pictures of what you're going to see and a short description of what you're going to be riding through. Yeah.
0: Right. To give you to give you an idea of what you get on this trip, um, you get communication and you're not only communication with your sweetie who may be on the back of the bike or on the front, you're commuti- communicating with everybody else in the group as well. You get a pre-planned route of every day. So theoretically, if you get separated from the group, you can find your way back. And theoretically, like the Dolomites trip, if we do our job right as tour guides, you could easily do this tour by yourself next year.
2: It's very thorough. Very, very thorough. So, yeah. yeah.
4: It's, It's designed so... Hopefully by day three you're well enough to do everything on your own. Just like the Dolomites tour. You've you have access to all the waypoints, you can go ahead, you can skip a castle, you can go see another castle, you can spend a longer time here.
6: Yeah. So oh sorry, Jim I'm just curious. So like if you're like on your own I know with, with with mouse and cat you're taking care of, but if you're on your own kinda, how hard is it to do simple things like order food? Like to pull off on the side of the road at a little town and order Order food, probably. It's the easiest thing it's in the world. Is it? It's easy.
0: Yeah. Um, there's, and, and there's a couple of methods to do it. You can do the old point method. Oh, yep, because true, yeah, Because you'll get a me- ah, menu. Ah,
6: Google Translate.
0: But yep. Google Translate, and Google Translate does more than just if you speak, it'll tell okay. you what it is in German. You can actually hold it above a menu, and it'll translate it into English really? in real time. Yeah. yeah. So if you see something that looks very tasty... And you hold the Google Translate on it, and it's like, young pig's testicles marinated yeah. in eel <laughs> jelly. You're like, I where's the, quantity? Ew, I the quantity? I think I might give that a miss this time. Where's the schnitzel?
6: And what's the go-to food in southern Germany? What's the... Oh, I eat anything, darling. Nice. Beer. Schnitzel? It's all Is it all schnitzel no, and sausage and beer?
0: Weiss beer. Or are they known weiss for beer. something different? Yeah, Weiss oh, beer. Oh, Weiss Or beer, like hell beer. The lighter yeah. beer. Yeah, the light beer. That's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, darling. No, I mean, you. The, the the food generally is, for breakfast, you're not going to get a hot breakfast. It's cold cuts, it's breads, it's cheese, gallons of coffee, gallons of juice. Real and, cream. Yeah, oh. real cream. So good. Yes. And that's real typical breakfast. You know, all the cold cuts of meat, all the cheeses, all the breads you could possibly Lux. want. Yeah. Um, you know, Normally, you
4: can get scrambled eggs and yeah, things if like you that. Want.
0: But it's almost a shame to do it, because it, it's
4: so nice
0: eating just the traditional way.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, and um, all from probably within, like, 15
6: miles of oh, where you're eating and all even, that stuff, Even right? in
4: Munich, even in large cities, you will see the farm trucks coming in at 5 a.m. to deliver milk and eggs.
2: They have – so they have actually – and, and uh, Mouse and I noticed this, and um, they have little – vending booths little like you know like a like a vending machine where Mm. you would get fresh cheese eggs cream in a vending machine on the corner in this little sausages Sausages. and as soon as you enter this little village there's this vending machine like you would imagine chips and candy but it's all of this amazing dairy mm. products and you know Real food. It was fantastic. So wow. Brian. Lots of farms.
4: <laughs> so Brian, yes. Lots of farms. You can so, get baskets yeah. of strawberries oh my anywhere. God. Oh, really? Strawberries? Yeah. Strawberries everywhere. But I was going to ask, so
0: Brian, you are a husky fellow with a healthy appetite. What did you make of the food? Yeah, I, I would say it was fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Did you make like, like a
8: endorsement? <laughs> yeah. I, again, the the beer is fine. The problem is, in America, we've got a million styles of beer.
3: Yes. Right.
8: Yes. So if you think Germany is going to be the greatest beer in the world, probably not. You're talking to a good. beer snob. So. I mean, it's good. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, yeah, if everything was sufficient.
6: It, like, right. it lets you like a good Sure. Yes. <laughs>
8: yeah. I, th- I think the biggest takeaway is, you know, for me, one hour on the road, I'm completely comfortable. People drive like they should. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if... <laughs> If, if you're a motorcyclist in California, you have no problem. Yeah. Other parts of the country you know we we tend to forget that uh in California you know we split lanes filtering it's all part of the thing and if you're not used to that, right yeah, it could be you know and and the German drivers are like California drivers but without the cell phones. Right, right. And so I, they're they're courteous and they're aware, so. and yeah, I yeah. think they they're, they're very drivers.
0: respectful yep. towards motorcyclists yep. as well. Absolutely. Um, did you think at any stage that we were doing too much riding between destinations, or did you find it about right?
8: Yeah, I, I understand it's the first one, and uh, you know we did have some long days. You know, from eight in the morning until getting to the hotel at seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. It was a bit, but I mean the, the riding was good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And again, we were flogging those bikes. Again, I've never, I've owned a GS for ten years. I've never rode my GS as hard as I've rode that with somebody on the back.
4: We were <laughs> um, riding hard, we were, and that's we were actually going to change a bit. We this is something that you learn when you do a first time tour. Absolutely. Everything looks really beautiful when it's on, on paper, yeah, paper, yeah. and mm-hmm. then the minute you do it and you realize there's delays, you couldn't yeah. find parking somewhere. And you had to add in extra time because there was a long line to get your ticket. Yeah. And all these little things add up. So when you allot for two and a half hours to see this castle, suddenly it's really three and a half hours. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think you had a great group, though. I think that, um, you know, you just had the perfect group for your pilot for your pilot test. You know, I think that um, yes, you had a variety really, of, of riders. What was, um, the,
6: what was the group? I'm curious.
2: So there was really nine of us. And I think... I, was a good size. But I think that three of those were, it was Cat and Mouse and Emma. So there were six riders um, and uh, so and a variety of skill level. And so, but I think everyone was all in and yeah. we knew that it was a first time. Um, and so like, let's see what this is all about. And so I think you had a great group that was willing to like, Let's let's I try love, this. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the can-do attitude, and yeah, yeah we're we're just
4: going to see what we can see, and That's we're going to have a great time. Yeah. And it was that wonderful attitude of exploration. Yeah. Um, but as I said, we learn, so things are going to be altered, and days will be shortened a bit, and routes yeah. will be shortened a bit for yeah. next year.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's a very very different tour to the Dolomites, and I think if you're on the fence about whether to do the dolomite Is that you henry <laughs> shh <Apologies. my> <laughs> it's one of those motorcycle club guys a those goers no oh, guys. he's got his fresh patch and you do just, you know you want. fresh <laughs> leather we should recognize henry's achievement No, yes, we, we're, going drink, to, break. we're going to we're going to right now because i i'm going to ah, go shit. on off on one of my one Does of my tells moonshine over there so henry has been absent for a, a little while from the podcast. I mean, I've been around. No, it's I know. i been at Pelican, Pelican Hill. However, mm-hmm. you showed up today. and Yes. would you like to tell everyone on the podcast your achievement? I am now
3: officially a, members of, a member of the Vampires Motorcycle Club. Well done. Well, Congratulations. Pat, Congratulations. Pat, then, how long did it take you? It took me exactly a year.
5: The right. Vam- did you have to clean wow. Mikey three times underwear every oh, week? Yeah,
3: every. every- <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, he me had to. Sounds But like no. You're like, okay, I'm to sure get in. I've been saving up for you. Well, yeah. yeah, <laughs> con-
0: congratulations, Henry. Yeah, <laughs> the vampire.
3: The vampires are part of the or one of the groups that sort of like hang around the garage, like Doug, Adrian, Mike, yeah. Charlie. They're all uh, members, and I've been. It's been a long time coming. I would say. So um, was it scary
6: when you had to run that kilo of heroin down to Laughlin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, we're recording. Uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the prison wallet, the, uh, <laughs> the heroin. Right. However, as as much as I congratulate you, don't make noise like that with your... What are those ice cubes in the that aluminum water bottle? That water bottle. I think it is. It's something like that. Anyway,
4: just um, call it a flask. Uh, it sounds better. Flask. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, we do these two tours, both with um Leo Escapes. Do the Dolomites tour, which is it's very much its own thing. It's uh, a, a hard riding tour, you have the advantage of staying in the same hotel for the duration of the tour, which there's a lot of advantage to that, and you can do as much or as little as you want, but you have the unpredictability of the weather within the Dolomites. Yeah. Um, the Castles and Curves tour is quite different. It's more of a tour. I see it more of a grand tour. We're covering a lot more ground. We're seeing a lot of different things. Um There are certainly longer days involved. I'm not sure which is my favorite. I mean, they both bring so many different things to the table.
5: So, do you have to be a better writer for each one of these, or is it sort of anybody can write it?
0: I'm so here's my take, and hopefully, Brian and Corey might agree with this. Yeah. If you are a more marginal rider as bizarre as it's going to sound the Dolomites may be a better trip for you and I'll tell you why Mm. because you can ride your own ride you can find a group with a, a, a skill level that matches yours and you can once you're in the hotel the longest day on the Dolomites trip is Germany to Italy to your destination, and it's a very, very easy, straightforward ride. Once you're embroiled in the hotel, in um, the Hotel Contarina, you're there for the duration, and so you can choose the ride you take every day. And if you're a slightly more marginal rider, you just find a group of like-minded individuals, or you could even ride on your own. Mm
4: -hmm. Or the other thing, too, which... Comes in handy when you are living, when you're in the mountains and the weather is so unpredictable, is that if you've got a bad storm coming in, you tap a lazy morning, you go for an afternoon ride. Right. And that's highly doable.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now you don't have that choice with castles and curves. Mm -hmm. Every day you have a destination to get to. Mm -hmm. And if you get behind on Mm -hmm. the first day, you're going to be more behind on the second day, you're going to be more behind on the third day. We are, we're tweaking the rules a little bit, and I talked about this a little bit with the um, Dolomites tour, and I'll really cement that with this. Included in the cost of the tour, and this is what I want to say, it is included, is the Champu Riding School. This is a legit riding school. This is Fast Freddie Spencer's school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, really? The, yeah. 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 This is Freddie Spencer's yeah. riding school. This is online, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's an online course. Mm-hmm. Previous years, we have said, complete the riding course, you'll be fine. If you want to sign up for this course, you not only have to complete the course... You have to prove to us you have completed the course with a certificate of completion.
2: Hmm. Oh, so and, sign and Curves? Yeah.
4: And practice. And practice. This yeah. needs to be done before the tour, not the week before. Yeah, yeah. Right. You practice sh- what you've learned. Exactly. And how long does this
5: training take?
2: Oh, you can take It's as online much. training. You can do it whenever like you want. Like eight
5: hours, ten hours?
2: Total, accumulative, I think. How long did you spend doing it? So what ended up happening, too. So um, Brian was assigned the course because I was the pillion. Right. And so there was a lot that I missed about the requirements for this ride because I was not a rider. And after my experience with Castles and Curves, um, it is an advanced – it's a little more advanced level riding. There's a skill set that's required because we have an itinerary. Um, We've got certain points that we have to get to by EOD, end of day. Um, And – after the ride which the ride this this tour was life changing for me so when i got home um i took the champu school and then what i realized was how essential this is hmm. to actually have to do the castles and curves because um it, you know it's castles but it's also curves and we are doing some serious curve riding this is some serious riding and navigating traffic and um you know i have to say that being a rider, since you know I was five, I have a lot of time in the saddle, but with a dirt bike background, but we all, and I think we're all guilty of this, we all know what we know right right when it comes to our motorcycle skills, and so it was eye opening to me it's kind of like, well, I know what I know after this tour um and doing champ you, there was a whole ton I did not know, mm-hmm. um and it sparked a flame in me to just continue my skills. Um, and take classes and and is you know i'm an I'm a decent writer, um but I want to be better, you know, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, so I'm gonna call everyone out, right? so we all we all think that we've got it got it going on with our writing, you know, because we've been right. but you don't know what you don't know. so, right expand your learning when it comes to your writing one it'll save your life but two how You'll much more fun would you have i mean how much more fun if i had done castles and curves without doing champ U, i would not have had near as fun as i'm going to have next year with all the training that what all i'm going to invest in my training exactly yeah the Uh-oh. level of
4: confidence yeah. it gives you yeah. that you don't have to focus on your writing as much as yeah. you're now it's something that's practiced it's ingrained you know it. Yeah. You're moving with it. It expands everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it it make no mistake, we're
0: riding hundred horsepower bikes. They've got razor edge power delivery, they've got razor edge handling, they've got the sharpest brakes imaginable. You need your wits about you yeah. to ride these things and ride them properly. And we are riding them properly. So that's the big difference from 2023. If you want to sign up for 2024, it is a mandatory. I don't care how much skill level you've got. You have to complete Champion School. You've got to complete it in order to move forward on w- with the tour. And just, you know, do it. I've been riding 45 years. I was mesmerized with Champion because it's not just they're teaching you things they're explaining why things happen when they go wrong they're explaining what's happening with the bike when they're going right you're gonna learn something you could have been riding all your life and riding to a very very high standard you're gonna learn something i guarantee it Most writers
4: do. Most writers do. I would say everyone who has done, oh, I've done this school. I've done this school. They do champs school. You know, I've heard about this technique, but no one's explained it quite this way. And now I get it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So there's, it's the
5: it's the Yamaha one, right?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. Yamaha yes. Champion. So I'm looking at
5: it yeah. right now. So it's only it's only $789. Uh, yeah,
0: and but it's nothing
4: they provide it. because it's it. Because you guys included. It. It's included, included is, in your tour.
5: It's included. So right. it costs but,
0: nothing. But if any of our listeners want to do it, it's only
5: yeah, 90 I mean, bucks and it, it's, yeah. yeah.
4: For for a
0: sporty rider, I'd say it's absolutely mandatory. Yeah. If you ride a cruiser or a Harley, you're going to learn something. Right. Um but the techniques involved there it's Absolutely vital for how we ride these the, bikes on the holiday. I mean, but, physics is the same. It doesn't matter the bike that you ride. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have to
2: say that, right. you know, no matter what ty- what your um, vibe is, you know, what your riding style is or, you know, your, your crew, um, just – and I'm a safety person, right? That's my my whole thing. It's like, learn your skills. Brian right. is an amazing advocate for motorcycle safety and just his skill set and the training that he has invested in his own riding. And he's an amazing rider. Yeah, absolutely.
5: Right. And, and you felt like you got at stuff out of it still as long as you've been riding? Champ school, yeah, absolutely. And and I was instructor for, you know,
8: Superbike Coach, so... Oh, wow. So, yeah, I got stuff out of it. Every, everything you do, any t- any other class, you're going to glean something from mm-hmm. it, right? And here's another, another thing, another skill that uh, a lot of motorcycling community doesn't have as low speed skill. Mm-hmm. So like moto jitsu or something like that, but that if you can do a full bar lock turn, love both directions, this is going to help you help you significantly parking at those castles. Oh, up absolutely. on a hill, Man, if you can't do a full, full bar lock turn, man, if, if it takes you, if you have to do an eight point turn in the middle of a road, because there's a blocked road or there's road construction, man, you're just not going to have any fun. If you can whip you up by. there, do a full ball like turn, turn around. It's going to help. So you even my stretch
5: busa, I could. Uh, yeah, do that.
8: absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah. with within <laughs> reason, but you know, when we're going through these little towns in Germany, there's a road blocked, and right? we hit that. And then you, you know, your navigation. The G- the problem with the BM- the BMW GPS is great. It shows you where the speed zones are, where the speed cameras are. However, it doesn't show you where traffic is or no. if there's a. So what what the I would solution. suggest is it costs ten dollars a day. To have your phone package upgraded to European, whatever you use to navigate day to day here, have that running in the background. Uh-huh. Ten dollars a month. Right? So actually, a day. A, day. a day. It's a day okay. for
0: the it's ten dollars a
5: day yeah, okay. for the data pass. Yeah. Generally,
0: money well spent. I I don't get involved in pumping up corporations because no. I think they're the devil incarnate. But I had a lovely surprise on this tour. I took my work phone with me. Oh God, I'm so glad I did. Yeah, and I'm with T-Mobile. Yeah. And every time I got into a new country, I'd have this little message. Welcome to Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Your T-Mobile plan includes (laughs) X amount of coverage in this country. It was fantastic. It didn't cost me a yeah.
4: T-Mobile yeah. sucks. I have it for <laughs> yeah, where same. I live, same. and my calls drop all the time. Right, I literally have to walk a couple of houses down to get better reception. But the reason I have it is because everywhere else in the world I go, yeah. it works fantastic, and I pay zero. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Um, but as I mean, as an overall holiday, you th-
2: life-changing, Corey? Yes. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I travel for work. Um, I've been a lot of places for work. Um, and this was a, an amazing opportunity to travel a different way. And I have to tell you, going forward, I will probably never travel again for vacation it's got to be on two wheels and I got to have, you know, my my top boxes and and my saddlebags. And that's the only way I'll go going forward. This experience was absolutely life changing. And, and and seriously, fantastic. it's just such an incredible so way to see the yeah. world. Yeah.
4: And you're not limited. Yeah. I mean, even if you go to Venice, which is, you know, that's a, next. a city without a city without <laughs> wheels. Yes. You know what? You pull your bag out of the paneer, Yep. You you take the vaporado in.
2: Yep. You're set. Absolutely, and Jim. I mean, you've learned how to live out of a small space. So much so. And Jim asked, you know, what's the benefit? You know, people we actually have um some friends of ours that are going to be going to Munich next year and and they're renting a car and they're going to do a car tour and and find all the great places. And and a cat and mouse did such an excellent job um with all the details on this trip and and it's all done for you and on a motorcycle. You get to go into these little farming villages and these areas that you just wouldn't think to go or probably couldn't even find if you were going to do a car tour or a bus tour. Um, and so the flavor, the rhythm, um, just the, the whole adventure was so different than anything you would get on your standard European like let's European vacation. And,
8: and you know, and I was going to tell them to go to Kokum, right? Yeah. Because it's such a cool city. And then I was like, oh, you could drive your car up to that castle. And I'm like... No, no, you can't. couldn't. No, you, no, you can't. really
2: couldn't. Yeah, <laughs>
8: yeah.
4: <gonna be> hiking. <laughs> I mean, I we're riding down this cobble.
8: We're, yeah, we're riding down this cobblestone <laughs> shopping
2: center. You know, it looks like something but out of T. There's Bond. no way to get there. It's
4: literally pedestrian only most of I know, the day. We aggravated
2: it. some people a little bit, I think, with the motorcycles. Well, we were supposed awesome. to be
4: out of there a little bit
2: before <laughs> we left, but, but it was awesome.
0: The one of the things about motorcycling, and I've said this before, so if you've heard me say this before, please forgive me. If you're in a car, the more expensive your car becomes, the more you are removed from the experience yes. of driving. Yes. If you're rattling along in a Ford Fiesta, you're feeling every bump, you're hearing every noise, it's like being in a tin can. If you're lucky enough to own a Bentley, that car separates you completely from the road. You might as well be looking at... A television screen. When you look out of the Absolutely. windshield, yeah, you can't hear anything. You can't
2: smell anything. You can't
0: smell anything. Yeah. When you're on a motorcycle, even a very, very high-end motorcycle, the BMW that Brian and Corey were riding is probably a thirty-thousand-dollar bike. Twenty-six, but yeah, yeah. yeah with a, with the options, thirty grand. Yeah, that's a very high-end motorcycle. You feel every feel. You feel the bike underneath you. You smell every smell. Yeah. You hear everything. You're really immersed in this, this thing that's traveling. Yes, it's it's an amazing way to travel. It's
2: like feel it, taste it, touch it, smell. I mean, you know, when you're in when you're in a box on wheels, um, you're not going to have the same experience, you know. So when we're going through the twisties, you know, these amazing mountainous curves um, and even being the pillion. And I still want to encourage, you know, whether it be budget or you just want to two up, um, you know, in those corners, I'm still riding like I was riding my own bike behind Brian. But um, the same thing, you know, feel it, taste it, smell it, touch it, experience. If, if you're in a car, it would not be the same but you know, thrill Cor- or feel.
0: Corey, even saying that, I think there's something very romantic about this trip. Absolutely. And I think if 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 you want to go with your sweetie, mm. it's, it's a perfect, perfect, <laughs> it really is a perfect trip for that. It really and is. And I think that. Cat and mouse have really put something very, very special so together. Special. And it's not just the biking. It's the complete. It's what we do at the weekend before. It's what we do at the closing weekend. It's yeah. the beer garden. It's the rider meeting. It's it's there's something just very special about this week away. Yeah. It's the
4: romanticism of beautiful medieval castles. Absolutely.
0: And we're just an everything. And yeah. and Corrie said something very, very sweet to me this afternoon that I know you want to share you were so really eager do. to share I really this you
2: yeah so i have to tell you if as if you're listening to this podcast and you're really intrigued and you want to go on this tour um i highly encourage it just come on along and if you can Book it so that you can be a day before the tour departs and stay a day after because I was able to experience. Um, <laughs> we all we all went with Miss Emma the day before the tour started to um, the all things that go museum. the and, Va-care Va-care. Museum. Yes. And so I do have some interest in mechanical things, you know, um, but I have to say, Emma made that experience in that museum absolutely. Absolutely magical. The depth of knowledge, the passion. Um, and there's such a romantic approach when she's talking about all of these different these vehicles from different eras. And I could have if I'd have been with anybody else, I'd be like, Yeah, la la la, you know, like probably not so interested. But I was um so drawn in by just hearing her describe all of these vehicles and and there was such a um It was so worthwhile um, to experience that depth of knowledge, the passion, um, and how you look at mechanical things um, with this romantic view, you know, the curves of the vehicles, the types of the engines, the paint, um, you know, this was in this decade, whether it was 1920 or 1940, um, it's so much history, and the history is so rich, but to hear Emma Um, explain these things it just it was amazing you know so I just I really um, that made it for me thank you oh you're so welcome
4: and it's funny because we picked we're gonna hire you out as the tour guide for that museum next year Henry are you you?
0: he's going
5: pee pee
4: well, yes. yeah, I mean, Hit you know, top. you've been
0: pounding the water, Henry, <laughs> to, to empty the bladder. <laughs> You're At me. some stage in the museum, I noticed one of the tour guides was actually hovering around. Yes, uh,
2: hanging out. <laughs> like, oh, I need, like, taking notes. Like, anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I think he was
8: waiting for his opportunity to that. correct you, because that thing made by an airplane. He oh, then the st- room. He, <laughs> he then stepped in and was
0: like, actually. Well, yes, and I, then you, he
8: was like, well, actually.
0: Yeah, no, but, and he was quite right. So they've got this... Absolutely amazing vehicle in the Verkehrsmuseum Museum called the Rumpler, a Rumpler Tropfenwagen, <laughs> and the Rumpler. It was a car of the future from the 1920s, mm. and it was shaped like a teardrop. And yes. the um, the designer was very, very um, into aeronautic design, and I thought it was done for fuel efficiency. And the um, docent of the museum said, "No, it wasn't. It was actually designed very specifically to keep the dust of the road down." Does it look like a soap, soapbox derby car? That's the car. rumpler.
6: Yes, yes, that
0: is yes. the rumpler. Oh my god! In real gosh. life, does in it real float? Life?
6: That's the front. Yeah, it looks like a boat.
0: Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's it's it, it's built on sound aerodynamic principles. If you look at it from the top, it is the shape of an airfoil. It cuts through the air. Mm, yeah. But I thought it was for efficiency, but yeah. it was apparently to keep the dust down to a minimum because, yeah. of course, the roads were dirty. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it's a lovely, lovely trip. It's a very gentle trip. It's a very romantic trip. It is. Um, we're it is. riding wonderful motorbikes. We're eating fantastic food. Fantastic food um, yeah. It really was an absolutely superb trip. Um, superb
4: thing. There were all these beautiful little touches, and I don't know if everyone else noticed this, but at the brewery we stayed at in Bayern, our napkins were the monogram yes. of the hotel. Yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah. So Germans are—they're—they everything is done very well. Yeah. They take a lot of pride in and everything they do. Yeah, yeah. The
4: the castle we stayed at Coburg. Yes. For those of us Fantastic. who had meat on a stick, our meat on a stick was a sword.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah. The food was that's actually cool. amazing. The food and the breakfast every morning. We were never hungry, you know, and lunch was fantastic. And the beer gardens, I think the first day when we went to these different museums. Oh, was well, beer we went to the
0: beer garden for lunch. With this half a
2: grilled chicken and this amazing pa- potato salad. I was like, there was the food. I mean, oh, my gosh. It's all about the The Germans love their food. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you are into, oh there's the train there goes the train there goes there goes the tourist train (laughs) so if you're interested in signing up for 2024 we will provide the links in um on our website in fact there's also the video recap yes so hang on i have got let's have a look uh because i think i have some links here on my telephone these things are absolutely amazing
2: so (laughs) so i want to add being now that i'm just this training and in ride and learn more about your motorcycle mindset um you know i've got quite a bit of training planned for the for this for the next year if you want to start participate and have these experiences think about it right now you have nine months To 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 perfect your you know to just improve your writing.
6: What what do you know? What training you have lined up? Do you have things already kind of specific?
2: So I do I do and um I'm so I'm a former I'm a trainer. I love to teach and I love to train. Um, and so I believe that the more instructors just glean what you can. So I've been doing moto jitsu. I've downloaded the app. And so I'll go maybe 10 or 15 minutes before we go for a ride and I'll start working on my turns and just because you're going to hit that, that U turn or something. So moto jitsu. And then next Sunday, um, I'm going to do a cornering class in Stockton with um, Kanakaya, yeah, Super cool. Bono. Oh, is yeah.
5: that, is that with the uh, on the, the go kart track? yeah yeah Yeah. yep so he's still doing a great class
2: yes it's great a great class yeah Yeah. so i'm gonna do that and then um i've been doing some some research on uh just like like uh who are the A D V guys then we're talking about. Rawhide? Ra- like, rawhide. Like going rawhide, rawhide. Oh, just as much, so much as much training as I can get now because you know, um, growing up racing motocross mm-hmm. um, and now riding street bikes for really five years.
6: And you got a sweet bike right now.
2: I do have a sweet bike. I yeah. love my bike right now. And what so do you I, have? I have a um the F seven fifty GS.
3: A new one,
6: right? A brand
2: new one. Beautiful. I'd also
3: recommend doing like just track days and stuff like that. Absolutely. as training for these tours, because riding bikes on the edge will give you the experience of what it's like to, you know, wipe ride these bikes. You know, yeah, loaded all the way up, right? Stelvio Pass, it's great.
2: Absolutely, something else I want to want to recommend is that. Um, so, um, great crew, loved everybody. Can't wait to see everybody again who was on this this tour. Um, and what happened was there was um there were some folks that were used to their bikes. And they rented some amazing BMWs that are just, they're very technical. And they're very, ah, they're amazing. But they had never ridden them before. So when I go to uh, the Dolomites, when I do that ride, I'm actually going to be riding an, uh, the F900R. Um, I've ridden one a little bit, but so I want to do like a demo day and a track day. Mm-hmm. And really just get just ride the snot out of that bike. So that when I go to the Dolomites, I'm confident. Yeah. I have the feel of the bike. I know what to expect. I'm not going in green. That's a
6: great, because you're already traveling right. and everything else. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: you know,
2: so... Someone invest. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, a so idea. go down yeah.
0: your BMW dealer, Yeah. look at the bikes. You're going to see that the bikes, what bikes are available to you Yeah. at the rental when you go on to the Liot Escapes. Go in and actually have a look at the bikes, have a sit on them. Yeah. If they've got demonstrators, demo the bikes. If they don't have demonstrators, go on Twisted Road. Yes. See if there's a BMW on Twisted Road that you can rent. Now, look, I've got some links for you here. <laughs> so if you go onto YouTube, if you just do castles and curves 2023 summary, that's the YouTube link. Castles and Curves 2023 summary. That's the title. If you want to go onto the Leod website link, HTTPS www.layodescapes.com slash pages slash view slash motorcycles dash misfits dash castles dash curves dash training dash tour. Sounds like a mouthful, but it's basically Layout Escapes, Motorcycles and Misfits Training Tour. There's a booking link, um, and it goes... All the booking goes through WeTravel, www.wetravel.com, trips, 2024, Castles, Curves, Training Tour, Leod Escapes, Munich, four zero four zero seven one seven two two seven I made a horse's ass of that, so I'm going to do it again. <laughs> four, 40717227. Um, if you have any problems with them, we'll put the links up do it hang out with us yes. we're great people yeah. Yeah. we Actually, like eating and drinking beer
4: yes. do, do a simple search layout escapes we travel castles and, and curves and layout is l e o l e o d
0: l e o d yes. um but yeah if you go onto youtube and just do the castles and curves 2023 summary you'll get straight there um you'll see us
4: having a lot of fun on these bikes so um now there are going to be uh just like we did with the dolomites we, we learn, we train, things are things are a little bit different. We are going to shorten the days a little bit. We're going to change some of the routes. We're going to take out one of the castles, put another one in its place. We're going to reverse the order. Oh, nice. Ooh. And something, there are two things that, the two additional things we're going to include in the cost of the tour. Number one, the upgrade on the motorcycle insurance. Yes. 50 yes. euros. Okay, that brings your deductible down to 100 Euro. And that is included. So if
0: I could just explain that, Mouse, and we explained it with a misfit tour. When you rent a vehicle, whether it's a motorcycle, whether it's a Ford Taurus, whether it's a Lamborghini Countach, it doesn't matter. You rent a vehicle, there is a deductible. And the deductible is the amount you pay if you wreck it. And a lot of people don't understand how deductibles work. If you wreck that vehicle and you do five hundred and one dollars worth of damage, you're going to pay five hundred bucks. Yeah. And the rental company is going to pay a dollar. That's how it works. Now we can reduce that down to a hundred dollars, and it euros only, in this case, right? Hundred yes. euros. Forgive euros. me. And it only costs fifty euros. It sounds like, hang on a minute, but it is the bargain of the century. Yeah, These really are BMWs. Is. You can do three grand's worth of damage just day. by having it fall off its side stand.
4: So, cobblestones. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> In previous
0: trips, we have offered that as an option. And when we do the rider meeting, I always stand up and do my little spiel and say, spend the extra 50 euros, get it reduced down. This year, we're not even going to give people the option. No, it's we're going to include it because it is such a good deal yeah. and it's so vital. Sorry, sorry, Mouse. Off but this
4: go. this is a really, really great deal because the other vendors that we deal with in Italy and Spain, none of them will allow us to bring the deductible down more than two thousand
0: euros. Wow! So shout out for BTS Motorcycle so, rental huge who were great. Shout out to oh, BTS. We
4: love Dirk. Yeah. We, yeah. If I could Dirk. do all my, if I could <laughs> do all of my tours with Dirk, because. It's the German efficiency. Yes. The bikes are there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The bikes are what you wanted. <laughs> yeah. And
2: shout out to those guys. You know, um, a lot of new people coming to rent bikes. And um, the guys at the shop were so patient and com- and so helpful. Um, they dialed everyone in so well, took their time, um, answered questions. Just a really great group of guys there. They are. Yeah.
4: yeah. And they always, they always do... Uh, Briefing. they show all the logistics of the bikes they always do you know how this is what your bikes work. here's how you use the toggle you know Um, they do a great overview so everyone feels relatively safe by the time they get on their bike the second thing that's going to change for the next tour what's going to be included in the cost of your tour is the entrance ticket to nirvanstein oh because this was a logistical thing that i'm that i deal with uh when you're working with multiple castles seeing multiple castles in multiple days you have to buy tickets you can't always buy your ticket there yeah a lot of them because these are very uh popular tourist attractions there's timed entries on days and if you do not hit that specific time at that specific
2: day you're you're out is that the castle that's the uh, model after the Disney yes. castle? Yeah, fantastic area. Yeah, that was a wonderful. Yes. We didn't go so, inside that one, but just spending the day um outside and it was fantastic. It was yeah.
4: And I have been by it several times. This was my first time I actually went in it. Fantastic. And I would happily say I do it again and again. It is a fairy tale castle, but the inside is spectacularly gorgeous. And this was actually done with an artist's view, and it's really a love letter to the composer Wagner. Oh, wow. So it's very mythical. It's very fantastical. And it's just stunning. All right, we'll and after. so that's why I'm including the cost of that ticket to make sure
2: everyone gets in to see it. Well, now I have to do next year's
0: I, By the way, I'm it? watching the <laughs> Castles and Curve summary. This is a great video. You really get a... F- <laughs> There's a picture of me showing off a piece of cake. Um, this is a great video. And it, it really shows exactly what it was like. I mean, this is a very very good example yeah. of of what we do and the, the 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 bikes look great and the scenery looks great and all those things. So um yes
4: yeah, fantastic. But I have to say you know this this tour was um logistically for me it was a fuck ton of work. Yeah, I can and it, and it shows. It absolutely shows, yeah. But <laughs> what I was really proud of is the fact that um And this is something that I'm sure it got over-encompassed by some of the bigger castles that we saw. It's not really a castle. It's really a university. It was a castle that was turned into a university. It has seven museums. Actually, nine. Seven that are always there, two that rotate. Wow. They only do tours two days a week. We were there on one of the days. They don't do a tour. So, by email, I contacted the docent, who then put me in touch with somebody else, who then put me in touch with somebody <laughs> else, and I was able to purchase a custom tour for our group when we got there. And here, you think, you know, if you were doing this in America, you'd you'd get um, one of the interns, you know, who's who's still learning but hasn't been trusted with all the great duties. Who did we get? We had a professor. We had the doctor. Of archaeology, the head of archaeology, yeah. who speaks ancient Greek. Yes, be our yeah. guide.
0: She was great,
4: fantastic.
2: Kristen was fantastic. Yeah.
0: Everyone on this tour was fantastic. Absolutely.
2: So not only just your passion for motorcycles, right? And 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 touring a country. If you have a passion for architecture, if you have a passion for history, um, Brian's depth of knowledge with history is you know and what you art music this tour is going to touch on um, so much and the depth of history that's in this country and what what's behind and inside these castles um, that go back to you know a thousand you know 1100 before um, you will come back wiser a little more knowledge you know a little more yeah it's you'll you, come back a better rounded person yes so
0: agreed <laughs> um, I do want to wind this up because there's a couple of couple of things I want to talk about. Aside from castles and curves as great as it was tonight.
4: Um well I'm out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would
0: like to really give a shout out to Cat and Mouse. Absolutely. You know, I've been in the tourism industry <laughs> and there's this there's this saying in the touring tourism industry, the harder you work the better time your guests are going to have. And you can slice it and dice it any way you want. You're never going to get away from that equation. The harder you work, the better time your guests have. And I think that's so true in your case. The amount of work Cat puts in getting these routes down pat, getting the GPSs programmed, just working with all the vendors, working with the rental agencies, and the amount of work that you put in, Mouse, making sure that yep. everybody's compliant, every everybody's ready these are fantastic tours these are million dollar tours and the hallmark of these tours which is why i put my name on them Mm -hmm. if you can afford a used motorbike you can afford to go on one of our tours and i never want to get away from that equation if you can afford a reasonably priced used bike you can go on one of our tours how much is the castles and curves tour per person
4: I think right now it's 25, 27. Mm -hmm.
0: It's nothing. If you're clever with your flight, you can do this tour for Mm $4,000. If you're clever. Yeah. I left it too late and I paid two grand for my flight, which upset me greatly. But nevertheless, even with paying for two grand for my flight, even with the booze, even with the food, because I drink a lot on these two.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's your <laughs> vacation.
0: Yeah. But it was still under five grand, it, which is used bike money. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's that's for everything. Yeah, That's for yeah. everything. That's for the flight, the booze, your food, the bikes, the hotels, the transfers. Yeah. Um, I want them to be good value for money. And as you pointed out, Corey, these are life-changing experiences.
2: Absolutely. absolutely. Now,
0: now, Brian's a lot more stoic about these things, I know. Brian. So,
8: I, I, there's one thing I would suggest: if you're going to do this, yes, make sure you fly in on a Friday night. That way, Saturday, like especially if you if you're going to buy new gear for this trip. Oh yeah. Wait until you get to Munich and buy the gear there. That way, you've got a souvenir to take home with you because they've got gear that uh, they don't sell over here. And the prices are reasonable. I got some Daytona boots I brought back. That's right.
4: And one of the things I do send out along with the packing list is things you can buy and where you can buy them in Munich. Cool.
6: That sounds fun. Right. Exactly. It's a a
4: complete tour.
0: It really is is complete. We're going to give you everything you need. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely everything. You can
4: see what I'm, one of the things I brought back.
2: Yes, so, like castle. So,
0: from a from a fashion point Ooh, of lovely. view, <laughs> I love it. from a fashion point of view, Mouse really is living in twenty fifty. Because not only, not only is she wearing a shirt with a German castle on it, she has matched the shirt to the color of her hair. So her hair sort of bec- blends seamlessly into the color of this lovely V- neck t-shirt. Lovely a, burgundy. Yes, a lovely burgundy. And so
4: well, uh, you have to pack right, and you have to have your priorities. And my priority for the castles and curves, was having room to bring back three bottles of wine and two shirts. And that's exactly what I did.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I absolutely guarantee you are going to have the greatest time of your life. Absolutely. And yeah. I guarantee that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wouldn't put my name anywhere near it if, if I didn't guarantee it. These trips are just the greatest thing I do. And it sounds like hubris, and it sounds like, you know, I'm exaggerating, and they're not. They're just fantastic. You're going to sign up again, I I hope, Henry. Oh, yeah, I have plans. Because you were on the first
3: one. I was on the first one, and I loved it. I have no regrets about doing it. It was absolutely incredible. I regret I wasn't able to go this year, but with work and all that kind of stuff. 2024 I'll, I'll definitely make time for 2024
0: yes yeah. <laughs> there's another one so do you think you'll do the dolomites or are
3: you going to try the castles and curves i think castles and curves sounds pretty interesting and it sounds pretty challenging it sounds like yes. proper sport touring sort of like an iron doing like iron bug kind of stuff
0: it really is sport touring mm-hmm. we're covering miles we're riding you know sometimes we are at the absolute limits of addition on these bikes absolutely. on country roads <laughs> um <laughs> absolutely it it really is sport touring with the emphasis on sport you know that's you know that's my game i know that's your game you yeah i think you know Knowing how you ride, Henry, I think Castles and Curves may be a good fit. I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Like a target. (laughs) (laughs) So look, um, there you have it. Castles and Curves. It was a fantastic 2023. It's going to be an even better 2024. The only thing that's missing is you sign up for it, make a new friend um, take your sweetie, rekindle your marriage. I know your marriage has been going south. I know things have been going stale. You know, rekindle that love again. Take your sweetie to Germany and, you know, stay in a castle and show her in.
3: some new schnitzel.
0: Yes, exactly. Look into each other's eyes and tell them you love them over a hell beer. It'll be great. What could possibly go wrong? Yes? What happened to Hell Girl? Hell Girl? lives at my shop now. Okay.
2: <laughs> you said <laughs> so, Hell Bear, so Hell Girl. So, no,
0: Hell Girl, um, Hell Girl was the doll that I rescued from the top of a garage in Munich <laughs> and spent all the time going through the Dolomites, all the time going through the castles and curves, and now she sits on my counter at Mototown. And if you want to visit Hellgirl Girl... She will give you the traditional hell girl greeting, which is her eyes light up and her head spins around. <laughs> steam comes out of her ears. I Did still you have nightmares. <laughs> <in tongues. laughs> I you still zip have nightmares. clutch perch or <laughs> something like that? that yeah, hatching? I had a zip tie to my clutch oh perch. And here's the deal. With the the day I rescued her, <laughs> I had a sitting- had a, a rescue
6: it was, apparently. It yes. was
0: quite a rescue. Thank you, puppy. Um. I was actually quite worried about having a hotel room. You're just like, I'm not sure about this doll. I think this thing might be possessed. You're yeah, braver
4: than I. Yeah, that thing would have been outside with the door locked.
0: No, no, no. I had a actually, I had a sitting on, um, over by the the desk, away from the bed. And I deliberately turned her away. <laughs> of course. But of course, when I woke up, she oh, was no. facing the bed. Oh, and I'm no. like, oh, <laughs> did I do that? But I might have been drinking a little bit. Um, but guess what? Um, she's coming for 2024. Yes. Fantastic. So Hell Girl will be <laughs> sitting in her spot on the clutch <laughs> perch of my F900. Yeah. yeah. And she will be doing the, uh, the Dolomites tour. And she will be doing the Castles and Curves tour, and her hairstyle will be getting even more crazy. Yes. yes.
2: I, yes. You know, her
0: hair did actually calm down a bit after you gave me the scrunchie.
2: Thank you. I what? had I had to fix her hair. Yeah. Just, it was, she was having it, a bad hair day, and I had to fix it.
0: Well, every day's a bad hair day for Hell Girl. Um, <laughs> when, when you're on a
4: motorcycle, and you don't have a helmet, yep. and you can't braid your hair, it's a bad hair it's day. It's bad hair day. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. And, you know, the rain didn't help. Because, you know what? The thing to remember about Europe... The weather can be unpredictable. If you're in the Dolomites, it can be really unpredictable. But even in Germany itself, you know, you get sprinkles once in a while. So, you know, be prepared. Bring your gear or be prepared to buy gear when you're there. Um, But I tell you what, no, this is just a superb trip. Please sign up for it. Have the time of your life.
2: So much fun.
0: And yes. new
4: friends.
2: We made new friends. Absolutely. Forever. We so had
4: well. such a great time and we had such a great group of people on both of them. I I don't I don't think I could have chosen a better tour to go with this year. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean you are coming on twenty twenty four, of course. Yeah, and and now I know now I know how much work is waiting me when for me I when I get back I'm going to plan a little bit better this time.
2: <laughs> I think the hard lift, I think the heavy lift has been done, right? Because you have the logistics, kind of you kind of um, kind of have it down. There's just yeah. some tweaks. No, it, it yeah.
4: The tour itself went great, yeah. and awesome. everything Perfect. everything barring one hotel went exactly as it was supposed yep. to. Yeah, yeah. But, uh. It's my personal work is I'm while I'm on tour, I'm still getting the next three, four tours ready. That's right. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. so So, uh, for the first person who signs up for Castles and Curves, I'm going to send them a downtown tourist map of Munich (gasps) as they welcome, arrive early, get to know the city. Awesome. I tell you what. That is a big
0: deal because there is a lot to see in Munich. And the one recommendation I do, if you can get the time off work, if you have a flexible enough schedule, take those extra days. You know, ho- extra hotel days are not included in the tour, but the hotel is very, very reasonable. It is very comfortable.
4: Mouse can actually get Vera, you a good deal. Vera gives us a gr- fantastic deals for where we on are. On the
0: extra yeah. days... Take the time. Take There's the time.
4: so much time mm-hmm. to see in Munich. Um, and on the off chance that your luggage wanders for oh a couple goodness. of days and Uh-oh. does its own tour, this time it'll give t- time to catch up to you. Right.
0: Um, I'm gonna part, before we leave this subject right now. I know Brian is probably quite eager, and Corey is quite eager to talk about watching Emma wreck. So just oh. just get it out of your systems <laughs> uh,
2: So that last day um, We have so much fun before and after You know um, The last day um, Before departing Was not a tour day And we decided to tour Munich on scooters Lime scooters and tier scooters And that was um, to go get motorcycle gear And um, Emma Eight <laughs> Right in front of me um, And sh- oh my gosh Is this a low side? It yeah. was a
0: low side And I went <laughs> And apparently I know I need to lose a
2: few pounds Because the ground was shaking It was it. <laughs> There was a I could feel the thud But I think it was just knee and pavement That was You, you nailed oh. it pretty hard there so Yeah, I went down oh, hard On my knee And I to had to go on, the yes, on, a, on a scooter? Yes On a lime scooter she, hit, like, she was getting ready to hop this curb And there was a little bit of mud and water You know, oh, in no. that gutter And I think she was trying to race Brian And mm. I'm You know, I'm sweep crew I'm the EMT, right? I'm going to sweep you up <laughs> And next thing I know she is like, like getting it on the scooter, gets a little sideways, hits the mud, bam, right underneath, oh my, um, oh, and yeah, and you heard it
0: from up front, didn't you? you heard <laughs> you it. yeah, so I was leading the way, and
8: uh, the sidewalk was blocked, then we were on the street, and I'm like, oh, here's a little gap up by a parked car, Whoop. the concrete's broken down a little bit. I did a little bunny hop up through the the little grass median up onto the sidewalk, and then I heard. Plastic and steel, dragon ground, <laughs> and then I heard a thud, and I knew Emma and Corey was back. Then I was like, "Man, I hope that was Corey." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, she can probably tumble a little better. Yeah, and I looked oh. back and I was like, "Oh no, Emma's down." Yeah,
0: Emma's and, down. And it, it hurt a lot. It, it hurt, hurt a lot. It hurt my pride mm. so much, and I had to sit in the grass and have a little cry.
8: But then it was oh, okay. On it, she almost got, last landed on a glass
2: bottle. Yeah, nearly. Yes.
0: That would have mm. been interesting. And
2: the tour. Is, is awesome and like hauling ass as it was and she eats it on the on the, on the very <laughs> last day on a frigging
4: lime scooter. Yeah, too bad they don't have a security. <laughs> so, um, I think that's a good a place
0: to leave this as any because there are other subjects I want to talk about. Brian, Corey, Mouse, thank you so yeah, thank much you for coming yep. in. Sure. Pleasure. Um, Pleasure, Thank you for being this part of this wonderful tour mouse thank you and Kat for putting it together you guys
4: are rock stars. Um, don't awesome. try to keep up with brian yeah
0: yeah brian, <laughs> is a, brian is a fast dude let me tell you he is a um, really good right and you know you hit i always like it when we get exclusives out here you sign up for 2024 henry's gonna be with us and Woo-hoo! that is a Woo-hoo! big deal that's what? a big deal yeah you just said you're coming henry yeah i know and you, <laughs> a big deal. I'm just a dude. Amber, you're a big deal, buddy. Yeah, you're a big just deal. A dude, you're a passionate Playing a dude. Vampire, playing a dude. Yeah. So anyway, um, moving on into... Well, Jim okay. and I have a ride report. Do you, Actually, you know what? Do your ride report. Okay. I'd like... We'll do the ride we report. We can't here. talk about it. Because <laughs> I I have news and it ain't good. Oh. Wow. Yeah
5: Okay, well <laughs> Jim and I had a really special ride on Friday. Uh, we got invited by a um a private landowner basically uh to come down in the mountains south of here. Who proposed and, to who? Uh Jim and I are getting married.
4: Yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the happy announcement.
5: Who's who's the baby daddy? Not even a happy. Ending. Uh I'm the baby and he's the daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. i, I got go. of you go. in a bonnet and a diaper oh. i gotta go
5: <laughs> so we got to ride in, in in an area that was thousands of acres of pristine california and um it was i it our guide told us when we got there he's like you know this is what california looked like before development and boy he was right an amazing time um the amount of wildlife that we saw was was incredible it was almost like being in a you know, one of those Africa tours where you drive through. But uh, what do you think, Jim? Yeah, it was cool. You know,
6: it, we can't say too much about it because it was private land a couple hours south of here. It butted up to the Los Padres National Forest. Right. Sort of the backside of Big Sur, so to speak. And it was vast, but it was. it was. Um, there's places there where you can't hunt. And the wildlife, a lot of it has learned that. So, yeah, and our friend told us, like, hey, this is going to be like California if people disappeared all of a sudden. So it's a network of basically uh, roads and fire roads. Um, there's no map to it like no. you, you, you know you could look at, find it on Google Earth, but it's just going to look like dirt roads with no numbers or names or anything. And, um, and like John said, the, the couple of things were striking, but the wildlife was one of them. Yeah, you know, as soon as we went on the property, you look into the creek, and there's a bunch of baby pigs in the creek. Uh, we saw a herd of elk, probably 30.: yeah, I've
5: elk. never seen that many elk before
6: i'd never seen elk before yeah dude and, and maybe you know i would say about 200 yards away there was a herd of about 30 elk right. two two big stags uh, have and you, you could see their racks from
0: oh you've heard of elk elk yes, yes. i've never heard of elk they're big animals yeah, they're big, they really yeah. are
6: especially from a distance too so
0: that's the best place to keep them i'm told they're amongst the cognoscenti they are known as quite aggressive
1: Mm.
4: Especially in November, that's rutting season. Yeah. Rutting season, because
1: oh yeah.
0: yes, you might you might end up with an elk's willy up your bottom, and that would be quite painful, Johnny. <laughs> so yeah. November is a good time to avoid elk. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a cool area,
6: and like I don't know, not too much we can we can say about it. But um, other than get out on your public lands, yes, um, it's beautiful. Um, you know, some of the area that we touched on was around the like, Gonzales area. Um, mm. King City Yeah, King City area I tell you what like, When
0: you get east of King City Right It's wild out yeah. there It's fantastic It really is it really And it is. really It's, it's like, I've been there mm-hmm. And it's like Stepping back in time Yes It really is It just amazes me
5: California I, You know Say what you will about California But we, it is a gorgeous state Well in that area
6: down there Like King City You know East and west Where you go down there The geology is fascinating yeah. Oh yeah um, You know we went by a campground It was Indian something campground Right and um, I wish it could be an Indian paintbrush or something. But these massive rocks, uh, rock slabs, like massive, massive stuff you would see, I don't know, up in the Sierras. Just yeah. these hidden little gems of, of geology and, and earth and things like that. So, yeah, if, if you've. If you ever ride in California, you know the central central coast is a beautiful spot, but it yeah, really is. It was a, yeah, a podcast we, listener friend of ours, he yep. stoked us out with a little private adventure and we're yep. going to keep it on the download cuz it's that good.
5: Yeah, my encouragement That's then cuz is is basically, I mean, look at Los Padres National Forest, there's riding yep. out there. Um, I know uh, Breaking Away Matt does Criso Plains trips. I mean, there's so much really great stuff here, really in our backyard That's, in California.
0: Right, and there's the takeaway. Find out your public lands, find out where you're allowed to ride your bike, and ride it. Yeah. Enjoy this state while you can, which is going to bring me to news. Get a and dual sport. You got a dual sport? Me? You got a dual sport? Motorcycle? No, I don't I don't ride dual sports. You know that. <laughs> um, there's some news out of Texas, and what Texas has done is... They've actually outlawed lane splitting. Oh, no. September the 1st. Oh, so they made a legal decision. Today, te- September the 1st in Texas, a new law amends mm. the transportation code, code that turns the sort of grey area pitch black, formally making lane splitting illegal. Mm. Introduced earlier this year as House Bill 4122, the law specifically makes it against the law to operate a motorcycle between lanes of traffic or for a motorcycle to pass another vehicle including a motorcycle in the same lane the amendment also enshrines the motorcyclist the full use of the lane makes it illegal for another vehicle to crowd into it though it also allows two and only two motorcycles to ride side by side in the same lane and of course it allows an exception for police officers during the performing of um, official duties This is a word of warning for all of us. Um, And I've talked a lot about joining the AMA, and that's kind of about as political as I get. It does not matter if you're listening to this and you are in a red state. It does not matter if you are listening to this and you are in a blue state. It does not matter if you are listening to this and you are halfway around the country. All it takes for our way of life to change is for a hotshot governor to introduce an expert. And experts vary. I should point out that in California, they had an expert come in who concluded the lane splitting was safe and... Yeah, from Berkeley. Berkeley. Right. Yeah. And a wonderful addition to traffic. Clearly, the expert in Texas did completely the opposite. Make sure that you are aware of what's going on in your state. Make sure that you are aware that if any laws appertaining to motorcycling are coming down the pipeline, you make some noise. How are you going to make some noise? You talk to the AMA. It is their job to make sure that they lobby against these things. It really, as I say, it really doesn't matter if you've got a Republican governor or a Democratic governor. If they don't ride motorcycles and they come up with crap like this, it is an enemy of all motorcycling. And it can really hurt you. Now, as we know, Texas is quite warm. And I can only imagine what these poor guys in full motorcycle gear, sitting on their bikes in bumper-to-bumper traffic are going to be going through, and I feel for you guys, I really, on air-cooled really bikes. do, on yeah. air cool yeah. bikes, and to actually formally go through the process and draw a hard line under it and make it illegal, because we're not implying it's illegal. They have gone through the process to actually
7: make it law and say it is illegal, and, yeah, Har- and that's an even harder hill to climb to, to, train, to turn that around. Oh, absolutely.
5: I mean, Harley Nation yep. needs to jump on this immediately because well, they're the ones that are going to oh, have yeah. the worst problem with the air-cooled yeah. bike. Right. I mean, I commute yeah.
7: to work every day
6: on my bike for the most part, and the reason is I can lane split and lane filter. Right. I mean, if I couldn't lane split and lane filter, I would be driving a Toyota pickup truck. That's and I right? would too. Yep. 19 miles so, to the gallon.
0: So the upshot of this, and this is why I want people to be aware of this. This is a motorcycle podcast, and we devote ourselves to motorcycle uh, uh, topics. Yeah. And I'm very, very proud of that, and I try and navigate always towards that. But it's worth remembering that the laws are pertaining to anything in this country and any other country are quite fragile. And it may be appertaining to motorcycling, it may be appertaining to LGBT rights, it may be appertaining to pay, it may be appertaining to taxes. All it takes is for an expert to come in and advise the governor, advise the local politicians, and your lifestyle can change in a heartbeat. So is, is this a bill or has it passed? So? It's passed. It's passed. Really? It's yeah. law from yep. September the first. Wow! So from yeah. September the first, it is now illegal to lane split in Texas, and apparently the bill's been kicking around since summertime, mm. and they they put it into law. They fast tracked it. They fast tracked mm. it. So it's Man. done and dusted. It and it's a fat ticket. Mm. You do not want to get busted in Texas. So nope. um to all our Texas listeners. I really sympathize with you. It's gonna, as hell. From, yeah, from this point forward, I'm not saying you're screwed. It's a harder process. If they've gone through fast-tracking this to make it illegal, it is going to be tough. But just stick at it. Um, approach the AMA. Approach Harley Nation. Just make some noise about it and say, look, this is not acceptable. Um we're very very lucky here in california that they've taken such a proactive um point of view towards lane splitting but this is not about crowing about california and saying texas sucks it's about maintaining freedom for all motorcyclists no matter where they are you know in europe lane splitting or as they call it filtering is a way of life you simply can't navigate through europe without it yes
7: bagel and and if there was was any state where where, where the people of the state would, would be able to put up a fight to change, turn this around, Texas, I think, is a place where they can do that because the people of Texas do not like government overreach, right. and I think this is a perfect case of that where people the people of Texas, I think, yeah. are very likely to fight back against this. Well, I sincerely hope they around. do.
6: With their freedom of I
7: teams. do too.
0: Right. So anyway, so that's news out of Texas. Well, it's, it's I also say, noise. to bring it
5: home to us... Um, or move to California. There, there's always a fight to close off-road vehicle access in California yep. and other places, and also in all the um, the government lands, too. So in addition to that, we need to be paying attention to what they're doing to off, off-road things. Mm-hmm. And I would say, if you're in California, you know, hook up with CORVA, California Off-Road mm-hmm. Vehicle Association, support them, support the AMA, because we've got to protect our, our lands. And uh, you know, Right. All it takes is the stroke of a pen. That's right. So is it in California, there are no green sticker bikes
8: anymore? Everything from now on is a red sticker.
6: I haven't heard that. I don't think so.
8: Uh, I thought that was new in 2022 or 2023.
6: Eventually, you're not going to be able to buy a new gas bike and ride it on public land. That's a lot. In 2035, you can't ride a gas-powered bike on Mm. public land is the only thing I heard, I think. Yeah, so we got to fight for that.
2: Is, is that like BLM land? Yeah, like BLM yeah. land. Yeah, Which pretty
6: soon, we, within our lifetime, you will not be able to ride a gas-powered motorcycle on on federal land. Or, or maybe it's state land, one or the other. Probably state land. I think it's state yeah. land. State it's land, a, yeah. 2045 is the date they are going to stop. It's a new something. Yeah. Well, yeah. I stop selling gas cars. Luckily, Nevada's not far.
0: Yes. <laughs> exactly. True. But yeah, be aware of what's going on. It's all a little overwhelming. But know your resources. The AMA is a great resource. Um as is Corver, if you're in California. If you're in a different state, there's going to be an off-vehicle highway, um, off-vehicle uh, association. Association. Yeah. Find out who they are, support them. Um, you know?
6: Yep. Keep this thing going. Like the gamblers. I've been watching the Gambler 500 stuff lately. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yep. That's a riot. Anyway, so it's a riot.
0: So there you go. Um Moving on to other stuff, I think Liza sent a ton of emails. Yeah, right? I sent emails.
5: Change. Bagel's got a couple. You have one or two, and Jim has I well, one.
0: Well, I mean, let's start with you, Bagel. You're always a good place to start. What have you got in the way of emails,
7: darling? All right. Well, I have an email here from Mike D. Hey, Mike D. Hey, Mike. Oh, from the Beastie Boys. Come on, D. <laughs> you know, whenever...
0: I go to an American football game, there always seems to be a giant drunk guy behind me <laughs> wearing similar colours to the people on the field, or at least one of the teams, yelling, Come on, D in my ear. Is this is this traditional? Yes, that's a sports ball term. <laughs> oh, it is? <laughs> yes. Okay, very good. I just thought I'd let you know. Let's clarify that. Yes. Okay, so come on, D. Yes. That's the appropriate yes. thing to yell. If you had at a sports ball game. Can you yes. yell it at any time, or Wouldn't should it be it at it an appropriate time? Not in a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Usually I hold up a picket <laughs> fence next to him. Oh, I see. Okay, come on, D. I was wondering who this mythical D was. Oh, is there another letter right. that
4: works better? <laughs> <laughs> Come on,
7: fucker! <laughs> right, sorry, Bagel. We got off on a tangent. <laughs> Woo, boy, so, this is this is, like, oh. this is Mike D. <laughs> he writes, "I'm in the middle of tearing down a CX 500, and thought I'd chime in on the email from Aaron you answered last week about finding GL 650 parts." uh You guys mentioned the two biggest sources. Uh, David Silver Spares and CMSNL. But I found that once you have your part number from a chart, you can search online for the part number and find new old stock or non-OEM replacements, mostly on eBay. Yes. Also, cx500forum.com is a great resource. They cover anything in the family, so the GLs and 650s are very welcome. You can find some guys with parts bikes and a few guys that tune those bikes specifically as a side job. They also have stuff like wiring diagrams for download. About my teardown, I also have a question. There's a lot of basic hardware like exhaust studs, a snap ring, and bolts that I need to replace or clean up. If I find something needs replacing, where is a good resource for just bolts or odd nuts? Wish me luck, Mike D. I wish you luck Mike D.
0: So we are we're on a we're on a GL650 roll here.
5: Wait, now he had a question. So is there is there a place to buy sort of bolts and like odd, all the fasteners f- and odd you know. stuff?
0: You know, I mean, your resource is just a hardware sh- store. You can buy well, you, you can buy zinc plated or stainless steel nuts and bolts pretty much at any hardware store just remember everything's metric
7: you know don't overthink it you can you can find the right size in a hardware store but i believe that there are some uh bike shops that that will sell the authentic oem hardware too if you want you know the original type yeah i mean
0: when i restore a bike i always tend to do a mix because there are bolts you need to buy that are very, very specific, and if you enjoy sp- yes. paying five bucks for a bolt, well, more power to you. But if you're just doing like something like holding a heat shield on to an exhaust with a couple of you know uh, Phillips screws or or jeez screws, um, it's far easier to just toddle off down to Ace Hardware and you know get a couple of M5 button head screws. And if you get them in stainless, mm-hmm. you can polish them up on a mop, and they look just like chrome, and it's fantastic. And they Cost you like fifty cents, and it's yeah. you know. That.
7: Another thing but I'd you, recommend. If, sorry, go ahead, Beagle. I say, but but if you wanted original OEM hardware, where would you go for that?
0: Well, I would do exactly what he suggested. Once you have access to the part number, once you've got access to the part number, and you can get that from various sources. Bike Bandit, I believe, has got part numbers. MR Cycles, Mr. Cycles, my favorite has got part numbers. Once you've got access to that part number, just punch it in the search bar of eBay. It comes, Yeah, that comes up all over the place when you do that.
6: Just it's, punch it's pretty amazing. That, yeah. Yeah. Punch
0: that part number, and then Bob's your uncle. It's brilliant. Whatever happened to Bike Bandit? Did they go out of business? No, I think they're still around. They're still around? Okay. Yeah,
8: I think they're still around. Now, wasn't there a rumor that Satora Honda said there were always be parts available for these motorcycles? Yes. Yes. So where do you get them?
0: Oh, there's. I mean, there's various places. The, um, You know, you would be surprised how many parts are still available from Honda. Yeah,
8: I thought they were all available. I thought
0: no, great. not quite all available. Okay. You know, they do cycle them out, but Honda's point of view is when they're pretty much done producing them, they'll go to a wholesaler like CSMNL, and okay. they'll make sure yeah. there are sufficient supply. And it's very, very interesting to note, if you go to David Silver or if you go to CSM. M&L, and the parts are out of stock, they always make a point of saying they're not always going to be out of stock. Hmm. And sometimes Honda will actually start remanufacturing parts for the heritage program and they'll come back into stock. And Suzuki do that as well. You know, for a lot of the older Suzuki GT, the two-stroke series and the GS series, Suzuki will remanufacture brand new parts. Hmm. And some some of the quality is a little bit choppy. I remember getting a chain guard for my water buffalo and it was brand new, genuine Suzuki part and all the captive nuts that hold it on hadn't had a thread cut in them and that in itself wouldn't have been a problem but it got this really thick chrome plating so I had to figure out a way to grind the chrome plating off and then run a tap down so I could actually put a bolt through, you know, silly stuff like that but it's genuine Suzuki part and brand new for a 1974 bike. How cool is that?
3: And then I was also going to say if a lot of times when people are like tripping bikes apart and selling parts on eBay, they'll have like an assortment of like nuts and bolts from a lot of these sellers. That's what I've used to find parts for like my Moto Guzzi, for example. So a lot of times, and you can buy like, you know, 50 pounds worth of, like, nuts and bolts for, like, 20 bucks or something it's like that. It's like Legos. Exactly. Like right. It's, bulk Legos. it's a completely random miss and mix and match. You may That's not a great n- idea, find I what know you, you need. Yeah, you totally can. And you may not find what you need, but you'll find something
0: you'll eventually use. There you go, if you've got the space to do it. I'm going to stay on the CX650 um, uh, subject, and this is from Peter in Sydney, and he's, he's goading me into doing the accent, and I'm not going to. So there you are, Sydney. <laughs> Dear misfits, I hesitate to state my location for fear of a dreadful Australian accent. Oops, gave it away. Shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> it is not shrimp on the barbie. It's not. No. no. With a fossil lager. No. <laughs> it's nothing like that. No? No, it's more like... Come on, Beagle, that was good, wasn't it? No, it is more like, <laughs> you'd better get round here with a tyre on, i got a motorcycle stuck up my ass. It's more like that. <laughs> anyway, we're digressing. <laughs> we're I, regressing. <laughs> I owned the CX 650ED, the Euro version of the GL650, from new. Um, Probably early 84 to 87, and we took it transcontinental, Brisbane to Perth and back. Oh, that's a long way. Two up with camping gear as our biggest trip. That is a long way. After flogging my second-hand CX500, the CX650 was a dream. My first new bike. In retrospect, it probably cost around the same as a CB1100F. But I love twins and hate caring for drive chains, so the choice was obvious. And that's the thing with a lot of these bikes; they were quite expensive back in the day for what you got. Um, Liza is, you know, gets all frothy about the Gore Blimey five hundred, as does Phil at Cleveland. But the biggest argument I have against that bike—it was so fucking expensive when it was new—is as much as a four. Mm-hmm. And why the hell are you going to ride a five hundred single? When you can get a big, properly aspirated four for the same money, it doesn't make any sense. And the Let CXs, it out, Emma.
4: Let it out. There's <laughs> no one here to contradict yeah, <laughs> <thank> you. <laughs>
0: um, and these CXs were expensive, but there you go. Anyway, tralala. la um, My experience of automatic cam chain tensioners in Hondas of that vintage matches Miss Emma's memory. Of course, mine got tappy after a couple of years and cam chain tensioners sticking with the diagnosis. This was despite oil changes every five to 6,000 kilometres and daily use, which you imagine would wash away any muck. My Honda shop released the stuck cam chain tensioner by heating and bending a long screwdriver. Then they took the cap off the side of the engine. I think the one in the picture um, reached in with a bent screwdriver and gave the tensioner a flick. And that was actually the fix on these. So there was a plug on the side of the engine, and I'm pretty sure on the six feet. Fi- oh, no, it was still a plug. On some of them, it became a breather, but it sat on... And you could kind of reach in with your finger and just feel the end of the cam chain tensioner. Um, but, of course, you don't have much power in your fingertips, so you'd fashion a screwdriver. And you give it a bonk, and it shut the engine up. Um, so, here we go. And it did the trick. It was a lot better than pulling the back off the engine to get at the tensioner. Um, I i've got a lot of love in my heart for that cx 650 it's more like a 675 so it would be called a 700 in these inflated days the engine had a longer stroke than the cx so torque was better so the cx 500 was actually a very very short stroke engine as was the hawks which we call the dreams in england but you americans call the hawks very short stroke engines, so they were kind of buzzy and they lengthened the stroke on the 650, so it was actually it was a lot more manageable at low speeds. It was a very, very sweet engine. Yeah, they uh, sound great. More character than the Kawasaki GT750, which was a four, which the America didn't get. You got the Scepters. Do you remember the I Sceptres? do remember those, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, of a similar vintage and way cheaper than the Moto Guzzi or B- BMW Big Twins, I fancied. Mine was this model, and is included... A lovely picture of a CX650ED in red, wine, blue. Look at that. Isn't that handsome? Oh, That's that's a beautiful bike. It is a beautiful bike. Big old thing. It's It's great. Anyway, good luck to the GL650 builder. The CX650ED only lasted one year in Australia before the Honda Force took over. So the CX and the parts for it are rare as hen's teeth, Mm -hmm. rocking horse poo. Hen's teeth yeah hence teeth okay <laughs> cheers from peter in sydney <laughs> cheers mate all right struth okay i have one do you have one John? i do hello
5: misfits hello. this is from uh rowdy Rhymer.
0: oh <laughs> hello oh, rowdy
5: yes. reamer or reimer i don't know yes but, but he says please he's, he's rowdy nevertheless this is where i'm gonna miss liza please tell me why Yes, <laughs> see, you guys didn't help at all. Uh, we're simply epo- some of my magnets were simply epoxy to rotors for so many bikes for so long. I know grenading rotors are a known issue for sportsters. After working on my daughter's Ninja 500R, I learned oh, they're notorious. That for that. Early, earlier years of Kawasaki bikes with the same motor had the same problem. Luckily, he, uh, hers is new enough to have the newer style flywheel. And with your last podcast, I heard about Naked Gems FZ1 having a grenading rotor. Why do motorcycle manufacturers not stopped making rotors this way a long time ago? Are there still any bikes with rotors made this way?
0: Okay, you need Rowdy. You need to get into how Japanese manufacturers think. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Well, <laughs> it still is a good idea. So let no, me. it's not. We were kicking <laughs> magnets all out of the. Wait room. a minute. Wait. A minute. <laughs> okay, we need to. We need to back up to how a Japanese engineer thinks, and a Japanese so honourable. Yes, very honourable. Mm. Well, you should know, Henry. Yeah, I guess you've to got that. you've you've uh, you've got half Japanese blood running through your veins. I do. That's the honourable half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Okay. <laughs> and the other the other half is the rowdy American half. It's the biker part. The it's one, a bastard half. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's the one that wants to get drunk and kick down the door. And go dang! <laughs> so, nevertheless. <laughs> Uh, A Japanese engineer will say, okay, what is the temperature range of this engine based on... Oil temperature based on longevity of oil, and they'll really get into the dynamics of it is what is the engine going to turn run at minimum temperature? What's it going to run at maximum temperature? What is it going to run at when the oil is 6,000 miles old? Minimum and maximum temperature. What is the longevity of the epoxy? What is the substrate, which is what the basically the you know the stator is made out of. What are the magnets made out of? What is the adhesive force between the two? And they go into all these variables. But there are a couple of things that are factors here. The first is you projected life. And there's really not much point in projecting life beyond 10 years. Now, epoxies generally are the strongest of the adhesives. Um, and you're going to say, "Hang on, no superglues are stronger, and they are." But the trouble is with the with the cyanoacrylates, they have a very very finite life. So superglues aren't epoxies. I didn't know that. No, they're not. Ooh, interesting. Superglues yeah. are cyanoacrylate, and cyanoacrylate it's very very uh, susceptible to UV rays. Super glue is very very strong, mm-hmm. but then it just. Oh wow! You know after being subject to uvs epoxies are the ones you mix together Mm -hmm. and you've got the hardener and the and they are the strongest of the adhesives by far but once you get beyond that projected life of 10 years it's anybody's guess and i think rowdy's daughter no because he said she's got a younger one but the people who were having rotor failure in the early EX500s, and I think you had rotor failure in yours, didn't you, Brian?
8: No, it was the stator. Oh, it was, was the
0: winding. It was the winding. that came off. But mm. the, um, the problem is um, that you, you really can't project. The second reason why younger alternators fail is people upgrade the headlights. And so if you upgrade the headlights in your bike, especially on American bikes where the headlights are on all the time, you're drawing more current out of the alternator. In sport bikes in particular, Because sport bikes are built down to a weight. And when you build down to a weight, you're always looking for a um, rotational mass that weighs less. So if you want rotational mass that weighs less... Your crankshaft's got to be have less material, so it'll spin up quicker. Mm -hmm. But the easiest thing is put a smaller alternator on it because that's hanging right on the end. And if you put a smaller lighter weight alternator on it, your engine will spin up quicker. Great for a sport bike. Mm -hmm. But now, and everything's gas and gators, but now you upgrade the headlight and you deviate from the manufacturer's spec. Now your headlight's drawing a lot more current And instead of running at a nice jog, now your alternator's sprinting. Mm -hmm. And because Uh. your alternator's sprinting, it's generating more heat. Now we go back to a Japanese engineer who did all his calculations based on temperature range from this to this. Now your temperature range has gone from this to that. Mm -hmm. And it's gone 10, 20, 30 degrees beyond operating temperature and that's what's causing the epoxy to fail the number one reason on fz1s and r1s of alternator failure are people upgrading their headlights or riding with shitty batteries it'll be the second anything that causes your alternator to work harder than it should if your alternator's working harder than it should it's generating far more heat, and it's going to lead to epoxy failure. Theoretically, or, if you keep the stock headlight in your bike, and you keep a good quality UASA battery in your bike and rotate it every two years, you're never going to have alternator failure. Yes, Bagel? And,
7: and that could also be auxiliary lights if you're adding Everything! You're windows, you name uh, it! Grips. <laughs> but it's, it's different um, than
6: adventure bikes typically, right? Yeah.
7: Because adventure bikes
0: typically have larger alternators to cope. That said, BMW have had their own problems with alternators.
8: Ooh, there you yeah, go, Brian's man. making some noise over here. I, I have a question. When are manufacturers going to go to a alternator starter? Is that ever going to happen? Oh, they, they've done it many already times. already happened.
0: It's called a dyna starter.
8: seems like this should be the, well, the they work are, around all of it. They're quite
0: heavy, Brian. Well, it's
8: separate, and it does, does two functions. and Yeah, but it is, and it
0: hangs on the end of the crank.
3: They are quite big. Um, yeah, my Gucci has one. The thing weighs like thirty pounds.
0: Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm. and it's hanging right on the end of the crank. And the trouble All is, the if you've got rotational mass, so here's your crankshaft, and it's it's and it's rotating, and then you hang something on the end of it, right. that's actually going to generate quite a few. Um, Sort of torsional vibrations, and it's going to send high frequency vibrations through the bike. And they might be vibrations that you can't feel, but they're going to send your toes to sleep, and they're going to send your fingers to sleep, and they're so going to is, blur your vision.
8: Was the new Goldwing that way?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You know, but the Goldwings are very, very clever. They put right. what they do is they do all kinds of hydraulic damping within the engine, and the Goldwing's actually got hydraulic engine mounts. So the engine mounts in a Goldwing. It's like a steel with a ring of, you know, basically viscous material, mm-hmm. and it really isolates the engine from the chassis. It's that Bentley, we want to isolate you from the engine. right? Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's basically why. So you've got two factors going on. You've got age, and um, you've got age, and you've got upgrades. Now, here's something for you. If you ever get on an Airbus, and I think... Everyone in this room has got on an Airbus. Yes?
1: Yeah. Epoxy airplane.
0: It's glued together. (laughs) Oh, Oh, great. It's largely glued. That plane is glued together. Ten years on that? Well, no, because they pull them out of service. And oftentimes... You better hope they do. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you fly... If you fly fling-flung Alaska Air... um, (laughs) You know, it's anybody's guess. But the idea being is everything everything has time. Everything has a, a, a time limit. And epoxies are no different. They're a lot longer lasting than superglue. You know, superglues, when they first came out, we thought they were the absolute cat's pajamas because you could use a very, very small amount you could clamp it and they were enormously strong but of course all our hearts were broken because you'd leave them in a uv light in an environment just leave them outside and sun beats on them and they break down and they're, they're better now than they were i mean super glue's been around since the mid-70s mm-hmm.
6: i'll let you know i just super glued the soles of my my riding boots back together so oh. i'll give you a, a report on that
0: <laughs> they're gonna last about a month yeah how'd your watch band <laughs> end up it lasted about a week, <laughs> you know. Um, oh yes, German for superglue is second kleber." Did you ah, know yes. that bagel? Second life, second, second kleber. kleber. Yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's it. I had to glue my watch band, and as predicted, it lasted. But of course, the sun beat down on it, and it was so. Um, so that's so it lasted for seconds, right? But <laughs> that's basically why. Um, it's, it's one of those things. It's a wonderful idea in practice, but in reality, it really comes unglued because we're keeping our bikes longer. We're expecting more from them. We are putting them through things that the manufacturers really didn't expect. And Japan have always been notorious for this. always. Why would you modify our bikes? They're perfect out the gate. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um, our bikes are perfect. Why are you modifying them? It's what we do. Yeah, because, (laughs) you know, that's what we do. Um, You know, I remember, I vividly remember um, 1979. It was really, really early in my career. And we were so excited because one of the engineers was coming from Suzuki to visit us. And he'd been instrumental in the GS program. And the lead mechanic came in and he just bought a GS850, which was the shaft drive, and put this incredibly loud um, laser four-into-one on it. It just bellowed like a banshee. And this engineer was just Absolutely horrified by the noise this was making. And, you know, the mechanic thought, the lead guy thought he was going to be absolutely thrilled about how great this bike sounded. But the mechanic was genuinely hurt because he said the GS, the the 850 is not that kind of bike. We built this bike as just a whisper-quiet, smooth, elegant tourer. Why have you ruined it this way? And he was genuinely (laughs) hurt. That part of his design. And that gave me a really unique insight into how how the Japanese engineers think about their bikes. It's it's a very, very unique way of looking at it. But I hope that, Rowdy, I hope that answers your question. Emma, you never cease to amaze me.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> blimey. Our listeners get their money's worth. Oh, yeah. um, well, I think, <laughs> you I'm know,
0: you have wasted, dear listener at least two hours of your time listening to our show. (laughs) Um, I sincerely hope you enjoyed your time without Liza. She's in fact back next week. You know, we always do our best when she's not here, but I'm always mindful that it is a captainless <laughs> ship. and
6: You know, this... I, I want to give you a, a big shout-out to Emma. You cleaned the shop. I don't think it was this Sunday, but last Sunday you went yeah. through and cleaned the garage.
0: Yeah, and it's all messy nice. again now. That's okay, but,
6: but a thankless job, well done.
0: Well, you know, I, I try, and, you know, I always try and leave the shop better. Whenever Liza goes away... I always like to leave her a nice little Easter egg when she comes back, and um, this this time is I wanted to have a clean shop, and it is still cleaner than it was when she left. But it it's is not noticeably cleaner. Yeah, and it, but it wasn't as clean as it was last week. Um, and we didn't even really talk about what we did today, but we had it was almost like the old days today. There yeah, was, was a lot day. going on. We had a great time. Please come and visit us. It's a lovely place to visit. Please sign up for one of our tours. We have got so much going on in 2024. Um, We've got Chikistan. We've got Stumpistan. We've got Castles and Curves. We have got Dolomites Trip. I'm going to be doing another Vietnam trip in the fall, and that's based on how my Vietnam trip this... I just booked my flight. 19 hours on a plane. 19 hours frigging ass you've done this because you went to australia yeah got 21 to pakistan yeah um i'm flying china air what do you have to say about
4: that oh it's great oh yeah no they they take really really good care of you you'll have a nice little kit of toothbrush and lotion and stuff like that
0: Oh, oh, i like lotion (laughs) where do you transit at uh i am transiting in um seoul Okay So nice. I fly uh, SFO to Seoul, transfer in Seoul Ho Chi Minh City and then from coming Saigon. back um, I'm flying to up, up, up. Uh, yeah sorry Saigon and then flying back I fly from uh, Saigon to um, Ho Chi Minh and then um, transfer in Ho Chi Minh back to SFO. I'm flying back Vietnamese Air, mm. and so mm. that's in November. So we're doing a ton of trips. Um, Jim, I really want you to put together some um, Southern California trips. Well, we got that. Yeah, Mojave trips. Yeah, we do.
6: Um, we got a little little gig going down to Lone Pine in October. So if you want to check out Lone Pine and Death Valley, we're going to be doing that kind of a thing. That's kind of like a, just a group of us. But, you know, anybody's welcome. we got room. Yeah,
0: and, of course, and then, there's um, the Misfits Rally. Well, the which bigger is... one's
6: going to be, uh, at least for me, and it's just free, just come and hang out and have a good time, is down at uh, Johnson Valley OHV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there you go. During the King of the Hammers race. So yeah, I, I got a campsite that. that we go. It's BLM land, so it's wide open, but it's on the edge of the race course for King of the Hammers. <laughs> Oh. It's pretty nuts. And I love Johnson Valley, so that'll be the end of January. So nice. a lot Anyways, coming up. Awesome. More the merrier. Yeah, right. it's a good Absolutely. Time. Misfits
0: rally in March. Misfit's rally in March, AM Expo in February. I mean, we are busy people. Come and hang out with us. We're, yeah. we're v- Vintage Motorcycle
7: Days. Woo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're fun. And I mean, I'm we're nerds. We are very nerdy. But are. we're
7: fun too. <laughs> Bagel, you got I'm, hit, I'm <laughs> hitting the road this week. We're are going you really? where you hitting Bagel? Going to Colorado for Heinkel Fest. Heinkel Fest. Heinkel Fest. Will there be any He triple ones? Not likely, but there will be some one hundred three A ones, one hundred three A twos, and probably a few other models Are too, you, as well. Those, like, you ride in there, list.
5: or you do you truck it there?
7: Uh, I'm I'm taking the van there. I'm taking my sixty five Heinkel Tourist and my fifty seven Heinkel Parallel Loped. Awesome. Uh, Because I don't think any, well, very few people there have probably even seen a Heinkel moped before, so I wanted to show it off.
0: And you know, shout out to you getting a picture on the one show website of you standing. Yes, you did standing proudly next to your little pearl.
7: Nice. It's a good, good
0: shot of you as well.
7: Well, thank
0: you oh you're very welcome awesome. so i think that's it actually i mean we've reached the end of the show we've reached the end of our flew time by. without liza flew by was that was like a half it, an hour no, wasn't it, it it seemed like half an hour oh my gosh. um <laughs> liza will be back next week and i'm guessing she's going to want to tell us all about her england trip which is going to become yet another tour that's yeah. right. whether it's 2024 it's or fun. 2025 Remains to be seen, but we'll be doing a tour of England as well. 2025
5: that can't be real.
0: Yeah, I know, isn't (laughs) that nuts? It's wild. So, I think it's time to get out of here. Yes, yes. So, um, Corey, Brian, you're gonna have to figure out how this works, but you'll pick it up, trust me. So, um, I think that's it. Emma,
4: thank you. You did a great job hosting. Thank you for having us here. It's a thankless job, it was a pleasure.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. Henry. Stuffy John.
4: Emma Darling. Corey. Brian.
0: Nancy.
6: Nikki Jimson, son. Mm, bagel.
0: And we are out of here. cool. 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 cool.